Before we get into today's podcast, here is two ways that I can help you out completely for free on how to lose fat forever and do it while enjoying the process. Firstly, book in your free Fat Loss Forever Blueprint call. This is where I'm going to help you map out the next six months completely free. How to eat, how to sleep, how to train, all that stuff. You can do that at andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash AMF strategy session. Also, link will be in the description. Next, I can give you a free custom meal plan to get the ball rolling with your nutrition. Go to andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash meal dash plan dash application. Again, link will be in the description. And if you want to know more about our AMF four-hour workout week program and where I will help you guarantee you get a life-changing result over the next six months and lose fat forever, that's andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash get dash fit dash fast. Again, linked in the description. Let's get into today's episode. I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day to day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness for Nine to Fivers podcast with myself, Andrew Marsham. Today, we are going to be getting into how stretching and yoga can be beneficial for fat loss. I know that's probably not the the most common thing that you would probably hear in terms of fat loss when you're actually thinking about fat loss. Yoga, stretching isn't the things that come up too often, but in my opinion, they are certainly overlooked and should be part of the overall equation. Um, At the end of the day, fat loss comes when you're consistent, when you feel good, when you're doing the right things on a daily and weekly basis. Stretching and yoga and looking after yourself and not just being all guns blazing, trying to charge down the gym every day, those seriously benefit overall health. At the end of the day, why do we try and lose fat? We lose fat to look good, number one, probably. But what is the point in looking good if you don't feel great? And feeling great to me is, 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 is overall health, is overall well-being, is having high energy levels, is being flexible, is not having an aching lower back or sore hamstrings or tight legs or anything along those lines. So if you look at actually why we lose fat in the first place, nobody wants to get to a weight goal. They think a weight goal gets, it's, it's what the weight goal gets them that they're looking for, which is to feel good, to, to, to have high energy levels and, and, and to, to be healthy. That's what everyone wants. <laughs> and to look good, of course. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's what we're doing this for. Um, but let's kind of actually look at how stretching and yoga can benefit fat loss. Now, number one, benefit number one, if you like, is, is going to be that it does burn some calories. Is it going to be anything major? 
Absolutely not. Stretching, maybe some yoga will be potentially more beneficial. Uh, you can do some quite intense yoga workouts, to be honest. Um, what I'm talking about today is more based around flexibility and things like that. But stretching yoga will burn calories. You do get something called Bikram yoga as well, which is, is, is essentially hot yoga, where you go into, it's almost like a sauna, um, and you go and do a yoga session. It's really good. It's, it's a very intense exercise, but it's not going to burn the mass amount of calories. You would actually burn more calories doing it outside in the freezing cold. It's a very common misconception that because you're warm and because you're sweating, that you burn a lot of calories. It's really not the case. <laughs> if you do your workouts in a cold environment, because your body is shivering and contracting, sh shivers are essentially tiny muscular contractions. That's what they are. <laughs> they heat you up. And the goal of them is to, to keep, keep your body temperature elevated, which actually leads to you burning more calories. So doing something like Bikram Yoga can certainly help. It is more intense, but it wouldn't necessarily burn a, a load more calories or anything like that. So at the end of the day, it is going to help burn some calories. Now, number two is going to be that it actually helps improve your range of motion and increase the, uh, sorry, reduce, sorry, the likelihood of an exercise kind of related injury. So, so many people will go through a gym workout, a routine, and then a tweak happens. And I see this consistently. I talked about Ross, who's a client in the program, who'd been struggling with this the last six weeks, still managed to make progress because he's made choices and good choices in other areas. But you will see, so you, you will get a tweak or a niggle or something happens. And then all of a sudden, it's a bad week. And then it's a bad month. And then it's a bad year. And then we all know how that goes. So, what you tend to see is if you do spend a bit of time actually working on overall flexibility the, and how and, and increasing your range of motion in an exercise, you then certainly reduce your chances of injury. Now, the key to sustainability and in, in overall fat loss is keeping healthy. You have to stay healthy. You have to stay fit. You have to stay in the game. If you're unfit, if you've got, a, if you've thrown your knee off, like Kelly struggling with a knee injury just now, like if we all know how demotivating that can be, if you have that injury, if you have that niggle, and that's what leads to you falling off. It's simple things like that, and that you only increase your chance of that occurring when you do not work in flexibility, you do not work in increasing your range of motion, you do not work in stretching. Now, you can work all day, every day in these things. You know, it's, there's a million things you can do at any time. So we have to ask the question, what is the, the most efficient way to do this? And how can I actually build this into my routine so that I'm not stressing about stretching every five minutes? So as always, it comes as a balance. Stretching is one of the easiest things you can do in terms of it doesn't require much output. So sticking on the telly. <laughs> you know, stick on a telly, chill out, do some stretching. That's a great way to pass 10 minutes. I will personally stretch for 10 to 15 minutes five times a week. It takes almost no time. I do it when I'm on my business coaching calls. If I'm, if I'm on a business coaching group call, which I have probably five-ish hours of a week minimum, um, Maybe, in fact, it's probably close to double that, actually. <laughs> um, it's around five to, five to eight hours of, of calls a week. 
I will do 10 to 15 minutes of stretch and I'll turn my camera off and I'll just go and do some stretch for 10, 15 minutes while they're talking. If it's not a specific thing that I'm maybe going to ask some questions on or anything along those lines, take a step back, 10, 15 minutes. It's no stress. It's no time out my day. 10, 15 minutes, and I get to work on my overall flexibility, increasing that range of motion and actually decreasing my chance of injuries. Because as you train and as you progress, if you do not build in something like this, if you rack up years of training, what you can tend to see is you can you can elicit overuse injuries, you can become very tight in specific places. If you've been doing specific movement patterns or if you if you move a certain way, people are built in different ways. So sometimes you will see people getting into certain bad habits, aka you may have a tighter back, you might have a tighter hip on one side. So when you do a squat, you get pulled slightly to the left. Your left side may be slightly tighter. Now, that seems insignificant, but if you're doing that for three, four, five years, and you're consistently going in that pattern, that's what can lead to quite severe injuries over time. So going for the occasional physio, the occasional deep massage or something along those lines, realignment, whatever you, you, you can you can kind of, there's a load of different treatments and things you can look at. Doing something like that on occasion will essentially benefit your overall health and, and your ability to stay fit and in the game as well. You have to think of yourself as an athlete. You really do. That, that I mean, that's that's what you are. You're, you're, you're an athlete. If, you, if you're in the gym, if you're training, if you're working out, you really need to think of yourself as an overall athlete. You should be recovering, eating well, trying to sleep, focusing on all these things. Okay, it's not to the same level and intensity of Usain Bolt or, or insert famous name here, but at the end of the day, there's a reason that the best in the world pay attention to every element and aspect of their training. They're not wasting their time doing stretching, yoga, things like that if it's got absolutely zero value. So again, something to consider. Um, number three, this is this is kind of a, a benefit that I certainly find, and, it, and it's maybe not when I'm on my calls that, that if, I, if I'm doing this kind of outside, but when you do take that 10 minutes to stretch or 10 minutes to go and do yoga, it just gives you 10 minutes of tuning out, of relaxing, of, of just lowering, lowering your resting heart rate that will massively help your recovery and your stress levels. Taking 10 minutes to breathe, to just breathe deeply, to take a step back, to relieve some stress, to, to, to let the pressure off. I am, like anyone, always on the go. What's happening next? 100 mile an hour, all day, every day. But sometimes taking that step back can be really beneficial. And at the end of the day, when you are on that hamster wheel of going, 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 going all the time, something's eventually going to break. <laughs> Something will. Um, whether that's you, whether that's your stress, whether that's you, you, you lashing out, it could be anything, you know, it depends on the person you are. But taking 10 minutes to look after yourself and relax and slow down a little has serious, serious benefits in terms of your overall health as well. And the kind of final point is, is, is it's not, again, some of these aren't directly tied into weight loss and, and actually losing fat. But when you look at the big picture, if you do not have these in place, you're going to struggle to lose fat. So the, the fourth one would be posture and improving your posture. 
if you're someone who has really poor posture, your shoulders are arched over, you're sitting in the same position all day, you're hunched over all the time. I'm sitting on this couch. I'm not in the best position, I'll be honest. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be moving into an office very, very soon. Um, but the reality is that, again, is going to lead to overuse injuries. So let's say you're hunched over, you, you get a tight lower back. What happens when you've got a tight lower back? You start to feel it. You maybe miss out in a training session here. You maybe start to, to let things slide a little. And it's these small, small things that can really add up and compound either way, negatively or positively. The stretching done continuously on and in a reasonably somewhat consistent basis over time will hugely benefit and compound over time. As you improve, as you get better, you're really reducing your chance of injury, you're increasing your flexibility, you're doing all these good things and it compounds one way. Whereas if you're not doing all of that, you're getting into these patterns where you're maybe doing consistent workouts over a period of time, getting dragged into certain movement patterns, you're sitting at a desk with poor posture, those can add up and compound in the other direction, which again can lead to a single injury. Now, I had an injury it was almost eight years ago now. It was around nine months into my initial first year of training, I think. I still get issues with it today. Um, the last time I was getting treat treatment for it was before the initial lockdown. I had three or four sessions to finally try and get it fixed, and I really haven't been able to go get back and get it fixed. Um, things have obviously just opened up now, so, so that's going to be um, something I'm working on. But the reality is, that injury set me back for a couple of years. I still get pain eight years later because I never took care of it and I never recovered properly and I never done the stretching and the flexibility work that was actually prescribed by the physio. <laughs> I took the lazy way out. Uh, there was days I used to, honestly, I, I would cr basically crawl out of the gym, lower back in absolute bits, just pushing through stupidly in workouts. Uh, Actually, had the injury. I think I was off work for two weeks and off the gym for a month. Um, I was lying in bed <laughs> with with a back um, that wasn't hanging the right way. <laughs> it was not too. That was not too nice. So, again, that, to me, that that was a silly moment in the gym. That I was using too much weight and I was holding above my head. I lost my balance, and you can guess what happened. <laughs> but injuries can really seriously set you back. And it's something like that that can throw you off for a few weeks and, again, lead to years of not progressing. So really taking care of yourself, your health, your joints, your flexibility should always be of paramount importance. So those are the kind of main points that I would say really benefit to, to overall fat loss. How do you actually go about structuring this and your flexibility then? I would plan in probably three sessions a week at 10 minutes. In the evening time or after your workout. You do not want to static stretch before a workout. Do your, do your stretching after the workout or in the evenings. Again, I like to do it when I'm doing something so that I do not feel that it's taking time out of my day. Because to me, every minute's a prisoner. <laughs> my time's a lot more valuable than anything else in this world. So if I can stack the time, do it on a call, do it while I'm watching TV or, or something along those lines. It's not really taking anything out of my day. I would just be sitting here anyway. And it is quite relaxing. I'm breathing, I'm slowing down, I'm, I'm just kind of taking my time. Doing something like that three times per week, building up to maybe five, if you can do it every day, fantastic. The more the merrier when it comes to stretching. But 
something like three to five times per week is a great platform to start. And again, I appreciate everyone is busy. The last thing you need to do is focus on trying to get more workouts in. Um, so at the end of the day, try and, and be smart with your time and try and stack it a little. Um, and, and that's something you can easily build in. Um, does anyone on the call have any questions around stretching, yoga, anything at all kind of on that topic, guys, that, that, that's on? Just when you're saying to do like three to five, um, is it like yep. a case of doing like you do in the gym, like, you know, you do like legs one day and upper body, or is it best just to kind of do all over every time? Yeah, I tend to do, I tend to do a full body, Kaylee. There's a full body on the membership site. Um, it's also on my YouTube. If you struggle to find that, just type in Andrew Marsham stretching routine or something like that. Um, to be honest, I, I should add a couple more of those in. I really only do the one. <laughs> um, I should probably have some variety. I see value in having variety, maybe in a month-to-month -month basis, like you would have a, a training program. But me personally, I like to stretch full body and then just do that same thing a few times per week. Um, if, for example, let's say I've done legs and my legs are quite tight and I fancy doing some yoga, which, which I will often do. Sometimes I'll do 10, 15 minutes in the evening just kind of off the cuff um, if, I've, if I've got a little bit of time at night. And I will maybe do one that's, that's specifically for hamstrings and, and, and quads or something like that. Um, but more consistently, I will just do three full bodies. And then if I can get one or two of the extra yoga sessions in, perfect. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. perfect. No problem at all. Anyone, Chris, Peter, any questions on that at all? Can I with? No, I think I was just going to ask the same as um, I think Kayleigh did there. Yeah. It's probably the same as you quite um, in a hurry and usually kind of finishing a workout, I'll kid myself on and do like you know, five seconds of stretches and then think that's me stretched out. But yeah, it's not really seeing the long-term benefits. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's flexibility is like your training. You know, if you don't use it, you, you lose it. Um, and it's and stretching, it's a, it's a funny thing because obviously when you do a workout or you're on a program or something like that, you see a tangible benefit. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's something there, there's progress. I've done three reps more than I've done last week. I've done a kilo heavier on my bench press or my dumbbell press than last week. Stretching, what's the progression? Yeah, I'm feeling a bit better there. <laughs> I'd, I managed to reach my my ankle this time and not, not just halfway up my shin. <laughs> like, so it's, it's hard to see the progressions with stretching and it is a very slow process. That's why a lot of people lose motivation with it or, or do not, don't be consistent with it. But I really cannot stress the importance of doing it consistently over time. Start with something that's really manageable. The three, 10, 15 minutes a week is manageable for me. The, and, and I will often push to five if I, if I fit in the yoga sessions. But that, that, that's my baseline. You know, my, my three, 10 minutes. If I can't do that, I'm kidding myself on. You know, um, so I will, I will try and set some sort of minimum and just, just look to improve. And I will always do it generally on my calls so that there's a set time. It's the call. I know what I need to do. You could pick a you could pick a TV program. You could pick something that you you're doing a you know a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Say you've got 
and you sit down and chill out for half an hour, an hour, you watch a certain programme, TV or a film or whatever, let's do the first 10 minutes you do that stretch. Get over and done with, you knock out the routine, you're good to go. Um, and that compounding consistently will really, really benefit overall health, flexibility, how you feel, get rid of those aching pains. Again, I, I watch a lot of very experienced health and, health and fitness professionals Guys who've been in the industry 20, 30, 40 years, that's where I do all of my learning for, for, for what we do on this. It, it, there's more value, not to go off on a tangent, but there's more value in those guys than there is doing a personal training course, you know, for example. There's some incredible YouTube channels out there. And every single one of them, <laughs> at some point, I'll say, the one thing I didn't do enough of when I was younger was stretch. <laughs> like it's the one thing I wish I'd done more. It's so easy to do. It's just, but, but again, it's it's something because it's there's not a tangible output. It's it, it's very difficult to stay consistent with. So just trying to set some some minimums is the way to go, in my opinion. With it, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think as well. Um, I've looked into a bit of the mindfulness training. I don't know if you heard much about that but I think that probably maybe goes hand in hand with yoga so yeah. I might have a look at things trying to combine those two and only having one 15 minutes rather than the two 15 yeah. minutes things to you do can, you, you can get some 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 quite beneficial YouTube videos that will combine the two of those um, I have I have messed about with meditation and things like that and mindfulness in the past I, I use a, an app called Sam Harris Waking Up I'm quite sporadic with that I'll be honest um, the, I went through a period that was really consistent, um, but tying that into the mindfulness aspect, again, I'm very much a, a huge advocate of healthy mind, healthy body, it's all the one thing. Like anyone who tells you, you shouldn't pay attention to mental health, or you, you know, they all tie into one another. So if you can work in something like that as well, by all means, go for it. You know, um, you can you can find some really really YouTube's the place to go. Like, <laughs> I've got a, a, a myself and Jordan have a list um, that we will send to clients if they're asking for specific yoga routines, for example. So someone says, you know, tight hips, tight glutes. Is there anything I can do? I'm not a yogi <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> You're not going to see me cutting about living room in a pair of leggings looking great and uh, pulling off these eccentric yoga poses. <laughs> so just go to YouTube um, and type in whatever you're kind of trying to work on and, and maybe stack that into kind of three, but we are your full body routines and you can get those that combine mindfulness and um, the yoga at the same time. So they will generally do like a guided meditation while they're actually going through the yoga session. So again, it's just a little bit better way to, to kind of stack your time. Right. Can some weeks my weight stay the same or should I be losing the plan every week? Um, this is from Sarah. So at the end of the day, weight loss is, is never, ever, ever linear. Never has been, never will be. Um, weight loss is always up and down. There's a 
there's a, there's always periods where we, we lose a bit, then it plateaus, the weight goes up, then it comes back down. If you look at even my own weight over the last week, so I started my photo shoot prep on in, in Sunday. My weight on Monday morning was 78.9, I believe. No, 78.6. I ate my calories for Monday, my anticipated calorie deficit. My weight was 78.9. So I went up 0.3 kilos. That was, that was between Monday to Tuesday. Wednesday, I didn't weigh in. I was staying with my girlfriends. So I didn't have a scale. Again, if you miss a day weigh in, don't stress. Like, if you're getting three to four, you're, you're getting a good average anyway. Thursday, this morning, it was down to 77.6. So it was 1.3 kilos lighter than Tuesday. <laughs> so, and it's the same calories. <laughs> like, you get these ups and downs and swings and roundabouts. You have to look at the trends. Zoom out and look from a monthly perspective. Look at week to week. Is it at least trending the right way? A plateau to me is defined as two weeks at the same way. A week to me isn't a plateau. A week to me is, okay, let's see how next week goes. <laughs> then we'll make an adjustment. A lot of people are quick to jump in and make adjustments. If you make adjustments too quickly, you can end up in a place where you're not eating a lot of food and you're still trying to lose weight. So again, that comes down to, to the trainer being, in our case, well, in our case, saying, listen, we don't think it's best to, to adjust right now. Let's continue on. Um, and sometimes that's not what people want to hear. It's more, um, it's more based around, you know, I want to charge on, I want to get results 100%, but you have to look at the long game. Where do you want to be in six months, not, not, not six days? Um, so weight loss is always a, a challenging process. It comes with its ups and downs. I, I could count in probably one hand the amount of linear weight loss transformations we've had. It's always a case of going a little bit up and a little bit down. Um, but the overall trend, of course, over weeks and months should be pushing towards getting down. Um, right. Don't think of a minute. Just a bit. Right. Cold opening question. Who's that from? Right, that's Callum. That's all good. I'll answer that for Callum. <clears throat> He's getting that. Anyway, does anyone on the call just now have any um, questions that, that I can answer while, you, while you're here? All good? Yeah, I suppose it would be interesting, Andrew, if you kind of walked us through your your daily routine when it comes to getting up, exercising, stretching, going to bed, getting rest, because we talk so much about structure. I think it would just be a good example to hear it from someone, how they're doing it, and maybe think back to when you were an absolute beginner versus now. Okay, so let's let's start at beginner. <laughs> I've not, never been a good start. <laughs> so beginner, um, beginner starting in the gym. I used to buy ebooks online um, and and look at kind of YouTube videos and searches and things like that. And I just ended up buying bodybuilding stuff. Like that was that was all I knew. Um, so so how I used to start was, I would get up in the morning. I would I would have oatmeal and a protein shake. Um, 
I would then proceed to eat rice cakes and, and peanut butter for lunch and then, you know, chicken and rice out of a plastic tub with no seasoning, none, zero seasoning. I, I thought seasoning was bad for you. Um, so I would have chicken, brown rice, broccoli in a plastic tub. Um, I would maybe have another protein shake in the afternoon. I mean, I I started this weight journey. I started the gym at eight stone. So I was like the side of a fiver. <laughs> like I was I was skinny. But I, I had a small belly, I had quite I had a pot belly as well, which didn't which wasn't a good look. Um so I would then train in the evenings. Again, it was sporadic. I would train one body part a week. So I'd go and do like a chest day and an arms day, which again is really an efficient way to train. Dinner would be whatever my mum made because it was 19. <laughs> or if I got something, it would be like, I, I always remember buying these battered bits of fish out at Tesco. It was like battered oven fish fillets. Um, and I must have had them with like oven chips. And I thought, you know, that's just good. I'm getting protein in here. You know, doing well. <laughs> I remember as well, one thing that I used to be a huge believer in was when I started was, was slamming down a protein shake straight after the gym. You had to do that or, you know, all hell was going to break loose and the workout was pointless. Or another one I'd done was I would have a, a yogurt, a Greek yogurt. I would buy unflavored protein, put the unflavored protein in the yogurt and then stir in jam. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried unflavored protein powder, but it tastes like battery acid. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. it is, I, I can still taste it, and I haven't had it in about seven years. It's vile. Now, I would I would do it. So I would I would kind of that's I would train after work. So I worked for BE Systems. I would train after work. That's kind of I would do that. Again, sporadic with training. There was no thought process. The gym would be in and be like seven to nine exercises. It was a total inefficient waste of time. Progression over the years, it got a little bit better. I started training multiple body parts per week, which is which again is superior. But again, I'd be in the gym for two hours some nights, training 12 to 15 exercises. Nutrition was getting better, but again, very inconsistent, sporadic. I went to college as well as an apprentice when I was starting. So like we were up there during the week. Everybody was just going for a pizza hut and a McDonald's and <laughs> things like that, you know. So I was just on that bandwagon. Um, it wasn't until about five years in that I started getting somewhat consistent with training and diet. Um, even then, my weekends were bad. I would go out drinking all weekend because um, it was like 22, 23. Um, and then the, probably the last four years, last three years maybe, has been has been pretty good. That, that that's been my my biggest solid run now. If you look at what I do now, so my day, it's so it's it's changed a lot. So when I was in my nine to five job, I would get up at quarter past four. I would do an hour's work in my business, whatever I felt was the most important task. Then I would drive from the the gym opened at six, and it was it was right down the road from my work. So I would drive to the gym for six, get as much work done as I could in the morning, drive to the gym, train from six until about seven-ish, run into work and clock in, <laughs> have a shower in work, but clocked in, of course. 
<laughs> I think I clocked in. I must have clocked in like half an hour up before I showed up every single day. <laughs> My boss was quite lenient, to be fair. He's a good man. Um, and then I would work and then I would come home and I would just work in my business all night until I went to bed. I didn't do any stretching. I didn't do anything like that. It was just all I had time for was, was I didn't even eat when I come home from work. I'd done all my eating during the day so that I didn't need to cook at night and I could save time and just work on this because this is all I wanted to do. Um, I'd done that. I had to switch to morning workouts because what I was finding was I was going to work. I was trying to do some work in my business. Then I was in the mornings. I was trying to do some work in my business during the day. I was going to the toilet like three times a day, four times a day for 20 minutes, <laughs> pulling the phone out. Um, and I was getting home some nights at seven, eight. I would work late sometimes. So it was maybe even half eight, nine. And I'm training at like half eight, nine o'clock. You're drained. You're tired. I'm not getting the most out of my training. I wasn't feeling great. I still... I have, uh, for the last five years, I've been consistent with training. I, I haven't missed a scheduled workout in years. I kept it consistent, but it was never optimal. Then I switched to the morning workouts and done that. And I'd done the morning workouts for around, I'd done them for around two years straight. I followed that exact same structure. I got up at quarter past four, went to, done some work, went, drove to the gym for six, worked, and then come home and worked until I fell asleep. Until August, until July, sorry, of last year. July, end of July last year, I left my job. Then I restructured things. So I've still got the house build kind of going on. The way my day is structured now is I get up at 5 a.m. I have something to eat. I get hydrated. I don't turn my phone on. I don't turn the anything on. I put my laptops. I turn my laptop on. I don't. No notifications on in any device, nothing. If anyone messages me, you will never get a never gets a notification. I, I go in at set times. <laughs> so from five to eight, I will just do like a three-hour work block. That's my first big work block of the day. I go up and have my cold shower first, and then I, I, I get into my first meal. Then from there, I, I work till eight o'clock. Then generally, I come up for some air. I'll go a walk. So that's my first walk of the day. It's anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Um, and I will generally do my stories and videos and things like that. Again, I'm just trying to kind of save time. But I always, always, always start my day with a walk. I bought a treadmill to do it next door in the house. So I'm actually living next door to my house build if, the, the, when it was the winter time. So I'll always, regardless, no muscle building, fat loss, it doesn't matter. I always start my day with a walk once I've done that initial block. Then I'll have something to eat. And then I generally work again until 10.30. Now I train at 10.30. This is exactly what I do now. I train from 10.30, normally till 11.15, 11.30. Depends on the workout. Have something to eat from 12.30-ish, 12, 12.30 until 3.30, 4pm. I will work in the house. That Whatever needs done in the house build. From there, I come in, get something to eat. I will generally be on calls 4 to 6.30. That's when my business calls are. I will generally take maybe some coaching calls or if, if someone's maybe looking to come on the programme or something like that, I take them then. If I'm doing the stretching, I will do it then. The 10, 15 minutes gets done on one of those calls, not like a 
a call where I'm talking to a person, but like a, a coaching call where it's a group setting, I will have one of those. I will generally have something to eat around six, half five-ish, depending. And then I, I will generally be on calls again from six to nine. Um, the, the, this is kind of my shut off. Nine o'clock is kind of my shut off at night. Then I start winding down and I go through my, my night routine, which is the 60-minute nighttime de-stress, which I talk about quite often. You, if, you, if you don't know what that is, Peter, yet, search it on my YouTube. Again, it's on the, the membership site as well. That's where I go through my 60-minute nighttime de-stress, which is all screens, devices, everything's away. Um, I would, If I have time, I will go a walk again. So the, the, the generally, the, the calls I have late are, are Wednesdays and Thursdays. Sometimes a Sunday. I do, I do some business, I do some actual business coaching to other people on a Sunday sometimes. Those calls can go on a little later, but I will try and get another walk in the evening at some point between four and nine. I would generally get a 15 to 30 minute walk again. Um, and then at nine, that's me, I shut down, I shut off, devices are off, and I go through my 60 minute de-stress, which is plan my next day. My days are planned to the hour. Um, I plan everything out, map it, and then I will read from probably 10 past, quarter past nine, take my supplements, that, I, that my sleep supplements, and then wind down and shut off lights at 10. And that's exactly how I run every single day except Saturday. So that's, that's where I'm at just now. <laughs> so it's a busy one. Yeah, it, it sounds pretty busy. I mean, it's just intimidating in the beginning when you join a, a, um, a program like this. It's like a non-slot. Everything needs structure There's from the shopping to when you get up to when you, you kind of wind down and find time for stretching, find time for walking. I mean, if you're smart like you, you kind of thread calls in and stuff like that when you're walking, but it's just, yeah. I guess you probably have to find your rhythm it's 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 the, the the thing with the thing with health and fitness isn't especially coming on to something like this it's like putting a fire hose in your mouth <laughs> like there's there's so much information there's so many things to do break it down into steps like what is the one to three things i want to focus on this week when you come on week one but let's let's get the meal plan sorted get shopping that's because that's always a bit you know to, to start with it's quite a lot <laughs> There's quite a lot to deal with. Let's get into the shopping. Let's do the, the workouts and let me try and get in a walk somewhere. You know, week one. Let's try and build some consistency in with that. Right, okay. What else can we look at? Well, hydration, water, that should be something I'm building in. So, so let me try and set a target to hit three litres a day for that. So I've got my shopping. I've got my nutrition. I'm doing my prep. My workouts I'm kind of in the rhythm with. Water's there. What's next? Right, okay, well, my sleep could probably improve. So let's look at what materials are there on sleep. There's a million materials, you go to membership site. Again, if you need specific advice, that's what we're here for. We're in your pocket. Just reach out and ask what's next. You know, what's next for me? Then you say, well, right, okay, let me have a look at how I can try and put a cut-off time in for, for bed. What is my cut-off time that I know I need to turn everything off and, and wind down? Then you can start to set some boundaries. Right, okay, well, I would like to try and maybe feel a little bit more productive in the mornings or maybe try and front load my work or something like that. Is a morning routine, is the cold showers, is that something I can give a go? It, it's, you know, it's it's a matter of stacking these up. And that's why that's why we don't work with anyone for less than six months. That This isn't a three-week process. Like, it, it's really not. It's 
and and I always look at this from a perspective of yes, there's a million things you could do. The stretching and the yoga. Again, it's all more and more and more. There's there's so many things you can do. The list's never ending. But if you can get into a good rhythm with something that is it, it, it you know you're taking your workouts, your nutrition's good, it's enjoyable, you're structured, you're sticking to it, get a good sleep and wake time, you're staying hydrated, maybe doing some stretching within your week. If you can build up to that where you have that down consistently, but it takes you three, four months to get there, you now have something that you've created, a routine, a lifestyle that you can maintain for as long as you want. Because it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen overnight. It should be a case of this takes weeks, this takes months, this is going to take some work to find out. But when I do crack it, it's going to last me for the rest of time. So, so zooming out and going, what have I done so far? What, what have I, what's actually changed since I come on the programme? Three, two, three weeks ago. I've, I've managed my nutrition, sleeping better just by default because you're exercising, you're a bit more active. My nutrition's there. I'm starting to get in the rhythm with that. I'm starting to, to understand that piece a bit more, which puts you ahead of 99% of the population because <laughs> nutrition is always the most confusing topic. It just it, There's just so much misinformation out there. Again, it's, it, most of the time it's not anyone's fault. Just the amount of stuff out there is unreal. So if you can get the nutrition and you're like, well, I'm hitting now workouts consistently that I hadn't been doing for a very long time. That's a great start. Now I'm, I'm starting to look at other ways that I can be active or improve things and optimise. So, so it's always a case of just building these habits over time. And I'm, I've been doing this for 10 years. There's weeks I regress. There's weeks I slip up. I let things slide off my schedule. And I have to give myself a kick in the ass as well, just like anyone else. So it's about just trying to be consistent and build these things over time. But, but at a certain point, when that is, I don't know. You just never go back. <laughs> like... I am never going back to to, to where I was, to, to seven even seven years, even probably even three years ago. I was I wasn't as consistent with workouts. Sometimes in nutrition, I wasn't. You know, things could slip here and there. At some point, it just becomes who you are, and that's it. This this is just me. I'm just this guy. <laughs> like that I get up at that time, I go to bed at this time, I train at that time every day, I prep my meals every week. It's not even it's not even a question. It's just I've, I've I've just became this person. And when you look at people who successfully transform, there was a, a, a meta-analysis done recently. Sorry, I know I'm waffling on here tonight. Um there was a meta-analysis done recently, which is a study of studies, and they looked at people who were successful for fat loss over a period of years. And what what the, the the great one of the biggest pieces of feedback that come back was, they believed they became a new person that they just became this different person from where they were before. It wasn't necessarily a hack or a workout or a specific diet or nothing like that. They just formed a new lifestyle. But you don't do that in a few weeks. You don't even do it in a few months. It takes a few years. And, it, and at some point, if you can stick that out, you just you just, you just never return. You just get to a point, and that this is what I'm bearing a, a an a, a you know a, a you know a traumatic injury or some a, a major life event or something like that. 
nothing would throw me off these days, it, uh, unless it was a you know a pretty serious injury or something along those lines. And that, that that's not because I'm special or fantastic or anything like that. I've just I've just done these things for so long now that it's just what I do. <laughs> Was, was that helpful? Was it, is that helpful at all? <laughs> yeah, lots of information. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, but that's kind of where my progression was. I mean, again, as I said, it's taken me a long time to, to kind of get where I want to go. And you would he- you'd have heard me say this probably a lot before you come on the programme, maybe. Um, and it was that, for example, um, Sorry, I lost my lost train of thought. It's really in seconds. So I, I said before, I say this all the time when I'm talking social media, I wasted three to four years of my life messing about with training. I got a coach and I, I made three to four, made more progress in three to four months than I had in three to four years. I've got nothing to sell you now. You're on the programme. I, I, hand on the heart, that, that's exactly the experience I had. I could have streamlined so much by just asking for help. So... Try and absorb as much information as you can. I know there's a million things to do at any one time, but just put your hand up and ask. What's next for me? Where can I improve? What can I do to get better? What do you feel is is going to be more beneficial for me? Like, what can we do? Just ask that. That's what me and Jordan are here for, and and, and both of us are here to, to legitimately help you as much as we can. So, again, there's always a million things we can do, but just ask for yourself, what's next? What's best for me? Um, what do you think I can do more of? Or how can we make this something that, that that's that's going to be more beneficial for, for what we're trying to achieve here? Just be curious, ask the questions. And again, it, it, it always comes down to consistency. That's all it is. Um, those who are successful are just consistent. Nothing, 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 nothing more. It's, n- it's not nothing fancy. <laughs> They're just consistent. Um, so again, stack that up over a few months and you see some serious change. Makes sense. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> right. Well, thank you all very much for your attendance tonight. As I said, next week will be like a kind of fat loss masterclass. It's more of a kind of promotional thing I'm doing um, than anything, but there's a hell of a lot of value and I will be giving a lot of kind of stuff away in the presentation. So of course, anyone's welcome to join. I am considering the idea of streamlining these calls a little and doing the main client call with the Q&A on the Thursday so that I've got everything from check-ins and maybe doing that Wednesday call slightly differently. Um, but it's just an idea I'm toying with just now just to give you a heads up. Obviously, we've got the, the the May challenge on as well, which is you're taking all your workouts, you're hitting your protein target and getting seven to nine hours sleep. Again, make sure and tick those off for us if you can. That's all part of the May challenge. Um, summer's coming, getting lighter, still light-ish outside. Um, so hopefully we'll actually see some decent weather because it was snowing in Scotland yesterday, <laughs> where I was, <laughs> still, and it's May. So, um, but as it is. But thank you all for your time tonight. I know I rambled on a bit tonight, but I really do appreciate you being on these calls. Um, and hopefully you just took some benefit from it and, and see you all later on. Bye-bye. Cheers, Andrew. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two, kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends, And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737.
and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.